It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. My guest is Svetlana Stefanova. She's executive director of the 17th annual Damn Short Film Festival, which is going online as a virtual event beginning February 11th. This year's festival will premiere and screen more than 160 short films broken down into 25 thematic 60 to 75-minute program blocks with categories including animation, comedy, documentary, drama, horror, international, love and romance, music videos, Nevada, sci-fi, and underground. For ticket information, go to damnshortfilm.org and you can follow the festival on Twitter and Instagram at damnshortfilm. And Svetlina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ira. Thanks. I'm going to call you Svet if that's okay with you. That's just shorter. Sure, definitely. Excellent. Well, tell us a little bit, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the festival itself, what's your background and your role in the festival? Um, Sure. So right now, I've had a had a number of different titles over the years. Right now, I'm executive director. I'm an independent contractor with the festival. I was on the board for a number of years, was director of development, social media manager, sponsorship manager, started out as social media manager as a volunteer probably about eight or nine years ago. And before that, volunteered a few years. I mean, that's that's really the best way to start with these kinds of events is, is volunteer and then kind of just got more and more involved. And yeah, now I'm, I'm, you know, I just kind of, you wear, you wear a lot of hats while you're organizing events and just kind of helped out where I could. And, and, and here I am. Well, what's your day job, so to speak, in addition to being executive director? You, you clearly, this is a labor of love for you. And I, I'm going to ask you yeah. in a moment about how you, why you chose this particular subject. But what do you normally do? Well, I, I, I normally had about like seven or eight jobs. But right now with the pandemic, the film festival is, is pretty much it. <laughs> but I'm a musician. I, I have a band called Same Sex Mary in town. I also organize concerts and other music festivals, and not really just music, but booking and promotion company called Bad Moon Booking. And we kind of do DIY shows, whether it's music, theater, any kind of art, just kind of sort of promoting just creativity and community. And, And then I also did I did social media for a number of restaurants and businesses. And now just, you know, working from home and we, our band, we, we did get together and uh, record four songs at the currently shuttered Majestic Repertory Theater not too long ago. So we're still getting together where, where we can and safely and, and also one of the other festivals that I uh, help organize, we ended up doing a completely virtual version. We, we raised money for, for local charity, Girls Rock Vegas. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word that's in the festival. It's, it's basically uh, life is 
S-word festival. It's a counter festival to Life is Beautiful. And we did that in September, and it was incredible. We raised over $4,000 for Girls Rock Vegas. We had 108 bands from all over the world participate. We did a 24-hour, can I say the S-word? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) We called it a a -a shit-a-thon. So we did, it was a -a telethon style, and we, we... we basically raised money for, for the charity and had music and films for 24 hours straight. We didn't sleep. So still trying to, to do what I can through the pandemic when everything that I do involves people gathering. <laughs> yes, just in this case, virtually, including the, the film festival. Before yeah. we get into the discussion of it, because it's, it's going online for the first time virtually, but how did you decide to get involved specifically in the film festival versus any other kind of festival or any other kind of subject? In other words, what is it about film that attracts you to it? Well, so I um, I live in Boulder City, and my husband was actually the, the person that introduced me to the festival, probably in like year two or three of the festival. He, he'd been volunteering from the beginning, and we just it's just an incredible experience. I mean, there's just nothing like it. The focus on independent short film, very niche subject, you know, and, and, uh, or medium. And there's, you know, I've been to lots of festivals and film festivals, and there's just something about the curation of a, of a program block. So the, the way we, we put the festival together is, we had a, a another record year of submissions. We had 1,125 submissions from all over the world this year. So we we go through all that. We have a film review committee that watches every film at least three or four times, and then the programmers sit down and put together these programs. So we put the program blocks with like there's probably like four to 13 short films and music videos in each program. And they're kind of, and aside from just genre based, they're also kind of thematically based. So it's really interesting to, to see all these films together in one program. And there's just nothing, nothing quite like it. And what, what we would do in, in the, you know, in-person festival, I mean, the filmmakers most fulfilling moment is being able to have a, an attentive audience watch their film and seeing that reaction in, in, in a live space is unmatched. And what we, what we would do is at the end of the, the hour long program, all the filmmakers that were in, te- in attendance go up on stage and we do a Q and a with the audience. And it just provides this opportunity for this, this great discussion about all the work that we just saw. Well, the great thing about the virtual festival is we can do that and we can reach filmmakers in their homes all over the world and still do that. So I'm, I'm just really excited about being able to take all those unique and amazing aspects of the film festival that attracted me to it, to bring those to I now a national audience for the films and then the live streams where we're doing the Q and A's, those will be broadcast internationally and those are free. So I'm just really excited to be able to, to, to showcase, what we what we do and and present it to a wider audience and meet them at home safely where they can have that connection that is so needed right now. Yeah, I know in past festivals that not all of the filmmakers could attend 
the yeah. events in Boulder City, which has its own little vibe, which is kind of nice why the festival is based there. But as you said, virtually now you could actually go anywhere in the world and have the filmmaker be interviewed or have mm -hmm. a Q&A with the audience, which would also be from around the world as well. Correct, yeah. That's kind of cool. So tell us a little bit about the technology, how that works. Is that going to be done physically from the theater or is it actually elsewhere where it's all put together? Because you have to put all of, you have to merge all these films, as you said, yeah. into a block and then that's all digitally uploaded, I guess, onto, a, onto either a server or the cloud and people then will buy a ticket. And again, we talked about go to damnshortfilm.org, which is one M, not two. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and that word we can say pretty easily, uh, as opposed to <laughs> some of the previous words you were mentioning. Is that how it, how it works? In other words, you're going to be you're going to be uploading all these films into a cloud situation, and then people buy the ticket and they can view it at their leisure. Correct. Yeah. So all the films are available on demand during the entire five days of the festival. We upload the content remotely. We, we're not. We don't all need to be in one centralized location. We can all work from home with this in this case, which is, which is nice. And all the films we're, we, um, we have something called DRM, which is digital rights management protection. Basically it's like anti-piracy software. It's obviously very important to us to make sure that the filmmakers content is protected. And we use a platform called Inventive, which is actually really amazing. We, we started using Inventive last year for the first time for our ticketing system. They're You've heard of the Bright and all these different, yes. you know. So Eventive is specifically made for film festivals because we have this very unique structure of, of ticket and pass sales where we have programs, tickets, tickets to individual programs, and then we have a pass to the entire festival. So they make it really easy to basically sell what, what we need to do. Well, right in the beginning of the pandemic, they just released, I mean, it must have been something that they had been working on because they just did it really quickly. They released this virtual festival platform. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing that the film festival organizer community has really come together. And, and um, I'm, I'm a part of this Facebook group where everybody just shares information. And, and we got really lucky that we got to do our festival in the beginning of February of of last of the you know in February of last year and we had the entire year to see how other festivals were adapting to the to the pandemic so we've really learned a lot the technology has has come really far inventive is constantly you know creating new features based on our needs so it's it's a really cool system and it's 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 basically just a mini Netflix at your fingertips and I'm really excited about it. That's a nice concept. And when, when we come back from our break, I want to talk a little bit more in detail about some of the films. But one more technical question, and that is, because you are going to be doing Q&As, will those be live streamed as opposed to the films which will be on demand? Correct. Um, they'll be live streamed, but once they're live streamed, then they'll be on demand as well. Right. They'll be recorded and people can yeah. go back at any time. And when you buy a ticket, because the event begins February 11th, it's not as it would be in person, this now will be available for at least a week, correct? When you once you buy your ticket? Correct. Yeah. The way it works is you so you uh when you purchase a ticket, you can pre order it now and you'll get notifications in your email. You'll get a notification saying, okay, it's available. You can you basically go 
to that link, to the same link to our virtual festival catalog, go to the program and hit unlock now. And what that does is once you hit that unlock button, it lifts that protection, that DRM protection that I that I was talking about. It, it makes it secure so that you have that viewing and you have five days after that, after you hit unlock now or watch now, whatever it says at the time, you will have five days to finish watching. So you really have all the films will be available for the five days of the festival, which is again, February 11th through the 15th. But you can actually stagger it so that um, there's actually 26 programs we miscounted, and that's what we told you. <laughs> we told you 25, but there's 26. So you pick, uh, you start unlock now on the program, you'll have five days. If you start a program on the very last day of the festival and you hit unlock now that day, you'll have five days after that to still finish it. So you really can spread out that binge watching over the actually 10 days. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty great. Well, I, I could see a lot of positive aspects to this, one of which would be then as you get it on your computer, you could then through HDMI or other means put it up on a big screen and watch it from that yes. point of view. Plus, you can pause, you can, as you said, spread it out and binge watching so you have time to go and get popcorn in the kitchen and uh, or just take a break if you want and you don't have to worry about Yeah, there's, even, there's actually a, an, an app. So if you have a smart TV, there's an inventive app. So not just with HDMI, you can you can actually access it through your smart TV. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. And, and even once you have that app, you have now the ability to watch all these different festivals, not just ours, because we're not the only ones doing this. There's you can watch festivals from all over the world. So it's it's a really cool cool new thing. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, if it's one less step. Not having to use an HDMI connection, that's already a, yeah. an app. That's great. Well, let's take a break. My guest. Svetlina Stefanova is executive director of the 17th annual Damn Short Film Festival, normally held in Boulder City, which is going online as a virtual event beginning February 11th. For ticket information, go to damnshortfilm.org, and you can follow the festival on Twitter and Instagram at damnshortfilm. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Talk About Las Vegas with Ira in just a moment. You've seen mobsters and cops face off on the big screen. You've heard the legends of Al Capone and Elliot Ness. But how much do you know about what really happened? Dive into the true stories behind the myths of organized crime and law enforcement at the Mob Museum, the country's finest collection of mob artifacts, history, and interactive exhibits. Find out more and get tickets at themobmuseum.org. Now let's get back to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Welcome back. I'm talking with Svetlina Stefanova, Executive Director of the 17th Annual Damn Short Film Festival. It's going online this year as a virtual event beginning February 11th. This year's festival will premiere and screen more than 160 short films broken down into now it's 26 thematic 60 to 75 minute program blocks with categories including animation, comedy, documentary, drama, horror, international, love and romance, music videos, Nevada, sci-fi, and underground. For ticket information, go to damnshortfilm.org and you can follow the festival on Twitter and Instagram at damnshortfilm. And Svet, how does it work in terms of the categories? That's a lot of categories. 
I assume when you're curating all this, the filmmakers who are submitting these films know that there's these various categories exist. I'm assuming it's not the other way around. First they send it all in, and then you create categories. Am I right or wrong? Or uh, They submit in, in their own category. So we actually, for the programming, for, for these programs, we actually have more categories than we have submission categories. It's, it's kind of complicated, but they are basically, they're, they're vying for, for an award in their submission categories. But our programs are, are not just those submission categories. They have some, film, some different categories mixed in. They're, it's just more like a thematic. They just, these films work well together kind of a thing. So, and, and that reminds me, it's, it's also, we have most of our awards are audience choice. So when you watch the program, you'll have the opportunity to vote on the films, which is one thing I absolutely love about our in-person festival is when you go to the festival, once you finish the, the screening and you're on your way out, you're given a poker chip and you put that poker chip into a voting box for your favorite film. And then we, that's how we tabulate, calculate the, the winners for each category. So we have about, I think, 11 awards to our board chosen, and the rest are all audience choice. So, Does the audience, when they come out, is it, they, do they write their choice on the poker chip, or is it on is each box from the film out there each, that you put in? Each box, yeah. So we have a, a box of each film there, and they just put their poker chip on the way out into, the, into their favorite film. So we'll have a similar system online where they, where they vote. One other technical question, and we could talk a little bit more about the films themselves, but when a filmmaker submits that film, I assume there's some minimal technical requirements, correct? In other words, you're not going to accept a film if it's not that it's the issue is not making it on an iPhone. The issue is whether the quality is there from a technical point of view, both the video and the audio aspects of it. Well, we, you know, I think that our, the real only, you know, qualifications that they need to meet to, to be able to submit our the, the film is is under 40 minutes. We we accept the uh, Academy definition of a short film, which is under 40 minutes. So anyone can submit anything. Now, obviously, it it depends on the quality of the work, and, and we you know we 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 watch watch through and rate and kind of rank films um, before we decide to make our programs and 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 all that. So. It, if, if your film's just of low quality, then there's a chance that, you know, we just get better and better films every year. So that brings up the, uh, the standards. <laughs> well, I want to exaggerate it, but my point that I was trying to make was <laughs> you could have a great story in a film, but if it's all out of focus, it's not going to make it to the festival. So I would, yeah. th- I would think that, yes, most filmmakers know how to make a decent quality film, but wouldn't it make sense for the festival to say, okay, listen, you could submit it it's under this amount of minutes, but you also have to have it in focus and it has to have some baseline technical quality to it? Well, I feel like that, that's kind of understood out there. And there's a lot of new filmmakers that, some, you know, there may be some good aspects of the film that outweigh the some of the flaws. You right, know, so right. we don't want to limit that. So you don't want to you want to discourage creativity, but eventually sure. they'll get the yeah. sense of it by if they're not accepted, they they can they can certainly. Will you give them feedback and say, hey, listen, 
we like the story, but it's out of focus, or we like the story, but the sound was off, or whatever. We don't, uh, yeah, we don't share our our uh, review notes with filmmakers. It's, it's been a, a board policy for for many years. We, yeah, we don't share that actually. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I would just to make sure that they next year they they come back with a better product. But that, listen, that's just it, me. <laughs> it's it's hard when there's so many of them. Right, there's right. over a thousand and. Dealing with every individual, it it, it becomes a, a big, it can be an issue. <laughs> yes, labor intensive, as they say. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> this may sound like an, a a weird question, but is anybody sending in submissions that were filmed actually with film anymore, or is it all digital? They, they are, yeah. Some, I mean, there's definitely people are still doing all all kinds of things. There's still those those enthusiasts that think that. Film is the is the best choice. So we get we get everything. So do you get both sixteen millimeter and thirty five millimeter? You know, sometimes I I don't really I'm not really versed in 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 knowing what the format of the of their what they filmed it on. Right, um, because so, it, they do know they have to submit it a certain way. That you do have certain technical specs, right? In other words, if they when they submit it to the festival. It has to be submitted in some kind of digital format, right? Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, there, there. It's so we use Film Freeway, which is basically the industry standard of submissions where filmmakers submit to festivals. There's a few others, but that's a really big one. There, they used to be without a box, but they went out of business. So, and we're actually one of the top 100 best reviewed film uh, festivals on Film Freeway which has added 9,000 films from all over the world, which is an incredible honor to have. It and that's, is, all yeah. based, that's all based on, on filmmaker reviews. Like that's our biggest goal is to make sure that we provide the best possible experience for our filmmakers. Do you have a way for the audience? Obviously in past years, they could talk to some of the filmmakers in person at yes. the theater, but because it is now virtual, is there a feedback mechanism if an audience member they buy the ticket and they watch these films and they really like a particular film and they want to contact the director of that film. Do you provide contact information to the audience? Yeah, so we, um, we've, we've thought of that, that we have a way to do that. Um, we, you know, we normally have our filmmaker lounge throughout through the festival where filmmakers, you know, meet and greet and, and mix and mingle. But now we are doing a virtual version of that through a Discord server, which is basically just as like an online meeting space where it's kind of there 24-7 and you just kind of, if, if you've used Slack or any of those kinds of programs where you just, it's just an online chat room. Right. So, and we're, we're, we have different channels in that server to talk about each different program. So, to, to replace that, as I was saying, like that conversation about those each of those programs and, and those films together, curated together, and the, the emotions that that brings up, we'll have this online space, um, which is our virtual lounge, where people can can chat. And we're also doing some scheduled Zoom mixers, um, one just for the filmmakers and another that will be for the public and the filmmakers. And then, of course, the Q&As, 
there will, there's a live chat feature. So, it, you know, I think we'll be broadcasting to a number of different platforms, like definitely through the, the event of system. So when you go and purchase a ticket to a program, you'll get a companion ticket for that live stream Q&A. So you'll know when, exactly when that is, and you'll be able to tune in and participate through a chat feature, both on Eventive. I think we're going to stream to Facebook and possibly YouTube as well. So you can tune in or chime in right there live while it's happening. Oh, interesting. Now, I don't want to put your feet to the fire, so to speak, but is there one particular film that struck your fancy while you were reviewing all these films or participating in reviewing all these films? And could you name that film, or is it better not to because you don't want to weigh the scale, so to speak? Yeah, I I really can't. I I really don't think I I should be. I don't think it's appropriate for me to do that as a programmer, but there's an incredible array of work that has been submitted this year and it's lots of moving content i i program personally personally i program comedy nevada some some underground and whatever i find if it gets sometimes films get submitted in the wrong category and then i toss it over to the other programmers and say hey does this fit in your program it's more of a drama and it's more or this is a comedy but it doesn't really fit in my program do you have a program where it could fit and and that's how we create these these programs i'm i'm really excited about all the nevada films this year you know i'm i'm just really excited about everything i've programmed and everything i've i've seen so far documentaries are always amazing it sci-fi is one of my favorite genres animation i mean you really can't go wrong if there's if there's a particular style of film that you like that that you're interested in and and one thing that we 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 try to do is rate the program. So when you when you go and go to our virtual festival catalog, you basically just go to our you know damnshortfilm.org. There's a big button right there that says Enter Virtual Festival. You click on that, and then there's you know there's a place where you can buy passes. Which, like, as I said, the passes give you access to the entire festival. And it's a household pass. So that's something different that we're doing this year. We have household tickets and household passes. So you, you one, one ticket, one pass gets the entire family in, which is really affordable. And then if you go to the virtual festival catalog, and you can just kind of peruse through the different programs and, and you click on one program block and it um, lists all the films that are in there and you can just click through the different films. There's a little bit of information about the film, what country it came in, what category was submitted. So we have student, Nevada, sci-fi, horror, drama, comedy, animation. I'm probably forgetting something, but those are the categories that they're basically in for their awards. Do you see if this works really well and it sounds like it will, do you think that next year, if you're back in Boulder City, that you might just do a hybrid version so there is the in-person, but there's still going to be the virtual so people around the world can watch the activities and who are not able to get to Boulder City. Yeah, and I really don't know. That'll be a decision that the, the board will have to make. Um, personally, I, I, love, I love this. I love, I love the idea of a, of a hybrid event. I love as much accessibility as we can give to these films and, and, and this content, I'm all for it. Um, I mean, our mission 
statement um, of the festival is to make original, unusual, and entertaining short films available to the general public through the festival. So that to me, making them available to the general public that means as much, you know, as much accessibility as possible. But we absolutely love what our in-person event is, and, and we just want to preserve that as much as we can. So if if doing the hybrid takes away from that, then then I know that the board will be more inclined to to sticking with our original format. But we'll just have we really just have to see how this goes and if viewers actually respond well to it if we get a whole bunch of new viewers and all from all over the country and we we have this great success with it then i i don't you know that'll be that'll work in our favor to to do that well i think that's a great way to leave it my guest has been svetlina stefanova she's executive director of the 17th annual damn short film festival which is going online as a virtual event beginning February the 11th. For ticket information, go to damnshortfilm.org, and you can follow the festival on Twitter and Instagram at damnshortfilm. Svet, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Bring us your fantasy.